Hey, welcome. And this is Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live now on the first Sunday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room, or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. In this episode, we'll be talking with Merlin1392 about his challenge cash accomplishments and interests. We'll also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. Later in the show, we'll also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, The Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready, and follow the instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize. And later, we'll also highlight some of the challenge caches you found and someone will win our monthly giveaway. So I'm your host, Emily, and tonight we have Merlin1392 with us, or Tim. Hi, Tim. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so glad to have you. So Tim and I did um, a lot of geocaching together at CacheFest. We talked a lot about challenge caches, and so I wanted to have Tim on to um, talk challenges with us. Yep, so those welcome. are my. Uh, I think those are my three most favorite words in the world. One, challenge accepted. Uh huh. Two, challenge completed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw when you emailed your challenge cash submission in this month that you wrote that. That those are your favorite words. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> so welcome. So Tim, how has your month been? Uh, it was a pretty good month, actually. I thought it was going to be kind of slow. Um, I have a personal challenge to try to get 200 caches each month, mm -hmm. all year long. And I only got 345 this month. So oh, <laughs> only that many. And you're on a little streak there, right? I am. It's 10 months of 200 now for the year. And then I actually have three from last year. So I'm over one year, but I want to do the one calendar year. That's kind okay. of a, a personal goal for the year. So good. Uh, next weekend, we got a bike ride planned where if we get all the caches, there'll be another 100 added to that list. So I think November's in pretty good shape. It's just December I got to worry about. All right. Does the uh, snow get you um, give you challenges up there in Michigan? Oh, yes. A lot. <laughs> um, when I moved from the east side of the state to the west side of the state, we have this thing called um, lake effect snow. Yeah. It basically means we get four to five inches every day. <gasps> I didn't know it was that bad. I've heard about it, but I didn't know it was that bad. It can be. It can be. <laughs> oh, so you definitely need winter friendly caches. Yeah, Something I look for that attribute a lot. All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> How was your month? Well, it was pretty good. I found three challenge caches, which is kind of a lot for me on um, if I'm not traveling outside of my area. I guess I was kind of traveling outside of my area, but I was still in Oregon. Um, so one of them I um, had hoped to get for a really long time. It was called the Bringing Home the Bacon Challenge. It's a pre-moratorium bookkeeping type challenge, but it's really fun because you have to find caches with something in the title that could be an occupation. And the cash owner is really lenient on what it could be, you know, from as easy as geocaching can be an occupation. Um, you know, we've got our lackeys um, to something like hoard. You can be a hoarder, you know, or I don't know, like a, you know, or a shepherd or, you know, get creative, whatever it might be. So it's, you know, I still, um, when I have downtime, enjoy a bookkeeping challenge. And then one that I just, it was really simple, but I really liked it. It was um, a 2020 challenge and it was reclaiming that number for good. It's not about the year. It's about finding 2020 caches in your career. So whether you oh. have found it or of course we're all working every chat, every cache we find is another number. I just like that someone uh, reclaimed that number for good with that challenge. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, 2020 is generally a year to forget. But... A year to forget, but you know, work towards the numbers and you know, you can find that challenge. So That's yeah, um, that was fun. And I did finally get my second challenge cache um, published. I was inspired by um, one of our listener submissions a number of months ago. And so I based on that 
criteria. I, you know, might've changed the number of cash requirements, but it's called the uh, friends of friends challenge. So it's finding cash in Oregon and every state that surrounds Oregon and every state that surrounds those states. And so uh, I like that. Yeah. And I just made it one cash in each state. I feel like in my area challenges aren't so popular or people, you know, aren't going to have all the fines to qualify for, for really hard things. So to just kind of work challenges into the local area, I've been making them interesting, but simple to achieve. So I got my second one published. That's good. Well, and I probably shouldn't admit this on air, but I have actually (laughs) not hidden a challenge cache. I love finding challenge caches. Uh I love building gadget caches. I now have probably four or five gadget caches out that I've built. And one of my other passions is scuba diving. So I have eight scuba caches out that Mm -hmm. I get to go and maintain now and again. So, but I have not hidden the challenge cache. Michigan has a lot of challenge caches. And um, there's some people that are, that have a big trail um, across the southern part of the northern lower peninsula. And so I enjoy their work and I've got to get over to Ontario to visit Jeff Mm -hmm. uh, because he's got a lot of challenge caches there and that's about three hours from me. Oh, that sounds so nice. I have a, um, a trail that I want to get finished here in Oregon. People have heard me say before, back when I first did that trail, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to sign logs for challenges that I didn't qualify for yet. Well, yeah, that that's, you know, that's a thought of the past. So I need to get back to that trail in Albany, Oregon. I kind of have a, a maybe idea for the long weekend coming up. Um, but then there's a challenge cash trail in Bend, Oregon. And it seems like, you know, to be safe with the winter weather. I never get around to it in the winter. And then in the summer, I'm busy doing a lot of other things. So yeah, I got some trails calling my name and yeah, I need to do some trails soon. <laughs> well, yeah, very good. I see, I see in the chat room that uh, Jeff says he can't wait until I visit the, the challenge wasteland. The challenge wasteland, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds. And I really have to say, I missed it, Jeff. I heard that he was coming um, yesterday, was the 16th annual West Michigan Chili Cookoff. And um, a couple of friends from Canada, you may know they're Cash Canada, Mm -hmm. uh, Dave and Karen. And I had heard that Jeff was coming and I was looking forward to it. And then at the last minute, I guess something happened and he didn't make it. So I was disappointed. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, we're thinking about you. And you know what I think is cool? You know, we all have our personal challenges, our personal interests. None of us here are strictly challenge cashers. You know, we have, I solved a puzzle the other night. I was just so thrilled. It was so, um, I was exhausted. I forget why I was exhausted, but, and yet I still solved this puzzle, you know, I, you know, so yeah, all kinds of geocaching interests across the board for all of us, whatever, whatever strikes us in any given moment, I think is a worthwhile thing to be doing. Yep. Yeah. So so it's, so it's been good. It's been fun. And, uh, I, I've been a challenge cashier, I guess, since kind of day one, um, before I realized there was such a thing as a challenge cache. Yeah. Um, it, when, as I started caching, it was like, wow, look at this area. I wonder, I wonder if I can find all the old caches. And then I realized there's a challenge for that. And then, you know, can I find high favorite caches? And can I find this? Can I find this many in this in this um, bucket? Like, can I find 100 caches of this type? Can I mm-hmm. find 100 caches in a month? Can I find 100 caches in a day? Um, and, and then I learned about challenge caches and I was like, wow, look at all these things I already qualified for. Right? I challenged right. myself to be able to find stuff. Right. I think people who are naturally drawn to the stats of geocaching will find that challenges are just right there alongside of it, working working hand in hand with their interests. Um, we have a quick question in the chat. Karen asks, is it hard to get challenge caches published? That is a whole 
giant topic. Um, it might seem hard, but it's not really that hard. And so I just wanted to point out that in our show notes, um, every one of our YouTube episodes, we've got show notes that are linked. And in those show notes, we link to other shows where we talk about some uh, topics such as getting a challenge cache published. So um, some helpful tips for your first one. So Karen, go ahead and check out some of our older shows and hopefully that will help you out. But of course, any questions you guys have, feel free to email the podcast. So Tim, we are going to ask you a lot of questions about okay. your challenge interests. But first, we're going to get into some news items. Okay. Um, you guys, I want to make sure you all know that Gary's newest book is out, The Coin. Um, Ooh. yeah, isn't that great? So this is Gary's, I believe his first fiction book. Um, and this is available on Amazon. We'll have the link in the show notes, or you can just simply look it up. It's very easy to remember. And we all know Gary's name. So check that out. I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I know some of you who are in the chat have the book too, and I'm excited to read it. Um, another awesome thing to check out is our coins for kids geocoins. So you guys, I love these. My light is going to maybe hurt it a little bit, there but there's go. one of them. And these are the logos of our coins for kids guys who originally came up with this idea for collecting the cash that or the coins that you find in geocaches all year long and here's this is the same coin back on every coin and collecting those coins and donating them donating to them to St. Jude's for our podcast of hope every year and so these coins are a fundraiser they are awesome coins they're actually bigger than i expected and um they are $20 each or all three for $50. And again, that link is in our show notes so that you guys can um, check out those coins, buy all three, I would suggest it. And um, a little teaser, we are going to hear from those guys on Podcast of Hope Night. Our Podcast of Hope is on December 3rd from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central. And this Tuesday night, November 8th at 7 p.m. Central, there's going to be a special show where um, Gary, Jesse, and Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, are going to announce the show lineup. So what's going to be happening on all eight hours of our Podcast of Hope um, so tune into that so you know what to expect, but also more importantly, tune into Podcast of Hope um, so we can you can be a part of the amazing um, fundraising efforts that Geocache Talk has um, done for St. Jude's. We are one of their, uh, last year we were one of their biggest fundraisers. Um, so that is pretty awesome. So let's uh, let's do it again this year. Let's meet our goal again this year. So keep watching for Podcast of Hope stuff. Awesome. Tim, there is something that you and I participate in every year, and I've been looking for the announcement, and it's not out yet. So I guess this announcement is a watch for it <laughs> type Could of be, announcement. Yeah. <laughs> but every year, last year, and so yeah, right. November the fourteenth is about the date we want to watch for this. Okay, so watch and for this mid-November, and this is the. Happy Holidays. I think they're calling it that these these days. The Happy Holidays mission where you can sign up to receive a name or more than one name of another geocacher who's participating in this mission and send them a gift geocoin for Christmas. Um, so, Tim, you've done it for a number of years, right? Yeah, I've, I've participated and uh, Laval K9 is the one that organized this and um, I got in trouble a couple of years ago because I told her that I had an in with some of the podcast people that I knew uh -huh. and had been cashing with, and that I was going to advertise this program for her. And she committed me that if she gets too many volunteers to do the missions that I get to help her. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we haven't had enough people where she's had to reach back out to me. So the goal is to make me work. So oh, cool. Some more people sign up. Get more volunteers. Yeah, it it's really, really fun. It really is fun. You submit your name and um, she will match up the, the your name with someone else's name, typically from as far away as possible. Mm -hmm. And so you get I've had pen pals in a lot of different countries. And as you as you said, you sign up for a mission. A mission is one coin. And I know some people that have done five. I usually do three. Um, 
one is one gets you into the program and and it's a lot of fun and you get a package from someone you don't know from somewhere you don't know and and usually they make it by christmas although the last couple of years have been a little dicey with the way international you know things have been handled but everybody gets a package yeah it's really fun and you're not getting one from the person you're sending to so it's nice and mixed up and yeah i typically sign up for more than one and it's it's fun to get those packages some people wait till christmas to open them some people can't wait for me, it's, I don't know, it's how I feel each year. <laughs> yeah, so since we won't have a show until December, you they you typically have about a week to sign up. So Yeah, yeah, so watch for the announcement weekend. and get Next signed weekend. up. Yeah, it's yeah. in the forums. It's in the geocaching right. forums is where you mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, so we just wanted, since we both participate in that, we wanted to make sure everyone knows about it as a fun thing to do this season. And then two other geo challenge talk kind of geocaching announcements. One was a new tool put out by Project GC, and this is the log compare tool. Um, I found it extremely useful as soon as I used it. So last month, you guys know, I went to go in caching and it was like, you know, a week's worth of geocaching. I went with my mom. So I used the log compare tool. I put my name in, I put a time frame in and I put my mom's name in. And then immediately I could see all the geocaches that we logged similar, as well as a geocache I logged that she didn't. And so then I could be like, oh, hey, mom, you forgot this one, you know? Um, So it's just a really great tool if you're out geocaching with someone and you want to make sure that you didn't forget to log a cache. So really simple, but really useful. And then kind of a bigger announcement that slightly relates to challenge caching. Probably most of you heard that um, geocaching is doing away with the benchmark feature. They announced that it could be, it would be after November 1st. Hasn't happened yet that I've heard, um, but they are no longer supporting um, the benchmark um, database. Um, The logs that you have posted for finding a benchmark, really the only thing that's going to stay is the number of benchmarks that you found at the point that they take it away. So Tim, does this make you sad? (laughs) You know, I've never really been a big um, benchmark because the database was loaded so long ago that the few times that I did find a benchmark and tried to log it, it wasn't in the system. Right. I would often find benchmarks that didn't yeah, exist in the system. Yeah. So I have 26 or 27 that I found after going into the database and finding it. And that's mostly because there was a challenge in uh, Northern Mm -hmm. Michigan to find 25. So I found my 25, signed my challenge and yeah, I'm, I'm okay with them going away. Yeah, I know a lot of people are really upset about it for various reasons. This is just more of an announcement. And the way that it announces or relates to challenge caches is if a challenge cache is about finding benchmarks, when benchmarking goes away, that challenge cache will be archived as well. It sounds like if the owner doesn't do it, um, Geocaching HQ will be doing it. Um, Because if there's no way to achieve it, then, you know, there's no way to continue the geocache. So we just wanted to make sure um, we pointed that out. And that announcement from the forums, again, will also be in our show notes. So Tim, let's get back to you and let's talk about (laughs) you and your challenge caches. So you said they've, you know, they've always been of interest to you since you started. When did you start geocaching? I started geocaching, well, I have, I have two kind of anniversary dates. I picked up the game in December of 2006, and I found two caches that year. So um, between 2006 and 2015, I found 549 caches. Then I moved to the west side of the state, and while I was working here, um, I was traveling between home on the east side and working on the west side. And I would stay here during the week. So from 2016 to 2021, I found almost 11,000 caches. Mm. And this year I'm over 3,000. So it's it's been kind of a ramp up. But 
Yeah, the early years were kind of slow. I had kids. I had, uh, you know, different things pulling me away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do a lot of caching. So when I got out here is when I got crazy. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun to look back on. And um, currently, you have found 653 challenge caches. Correct. Um, those are that's 653 logged challenges. Log challenges. So you have yeah. found so many more where your name is on it and you're working towards it. Then it sounds like correct. I have some that that I haven't been able to check yet because it's just too many, and I I check them now and again. I don't look, but yeah, I when I go on trips, I love to find challenge caches along the way, and um, and and yeah, I've signed in. There's a there's a big challenge trail that uh, a friend of mine put together down in Texas. Uh, you might know TTO2 as mm-hmm. well. He has uh, the Texas Longhorn Challenges, 229 challenge caches. Ooh. And they're very different. They're very unique. And I've got my eye on that one. I've, I think I have about 75 or 80 of those that I qualify for right now. And, uh, and I try to keep going. Things like creating a fizzy grid of the tick attribute is one of the challenges. <laughs> so, I'm not a fan of picks, but uh, you know that's the challenge: is to fill a fizzy grid with the tick attribute. Oh wow! Wow, that sounds so impressive to me because you know I live in my little small area where nobody will have qualified for that. So good luck. <laughs> publishing something like that. I think I'm <laughs> that, five away from qualifying for that. That one. sounds really interesting. <laughs> Things There's always an angle that really? you, you can think about for creating a, a type of a challenge. Very cool. Cool. And you had a pretty, you said you found over 3000 this year. You had pretty interesting adventures this year. I have this, this, um, my wife pointed out that I missed 21 days of being with her this year. And <laughs> that's the most in our marriage. Uh, it was the second year in a row I missed our anniversary because mm. I was doing geocaching. Actually, <laughs> I was gone. I was two years ago I was in Ecuador scuba diving with my daughter. And this year I was out at that uh, that little get together out in Seattle. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Uh, so I missed two of those, but it started in June. Actually, um, Derek Baker and I did a a challenging cache. Right. We found the deep dam cache down in Bristol, Tennessee, which is a 5-5 virtual that requires scuba gear. So we did that challenge. And in traveling down there, um, I found 45 challenge caches on the route. Awesome. So when I picked those up, I qualified, I think, for all but one mm-hmm. that I found. So I got back from, it was a week for me to get down to Tennessee, make the dive and then get back home. I got back home for a couple of weeks and then there was this this group that put together this thing called Cash Fest. Right. And, you know, (laughs) an incredible combination of a couple of my dear friends now put out these pre-event challenges. Mm -hmm. And between you and Jeff, they were great. So starting May 1st and going through that June event, I was working on those challenges and I loved it. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Then I had, then I had to go to Memphis. So (laughs) to get your prize, right? (laughs) To get your path tag. (laughs) Oh yes. And the (laughs) t-shirt. Very good. Very good. Well, Jeff does say that your wife has her own calendar that she's tracking your geocaching activities. (laughs) Yeah. She's informed me that I can't do what I did last year. So, (laughs) you know, I feel like this year was one of those years for many people like that. So many people, diehard friends who just took advantage of everything that this summer had to offer. It was one heck of a summer. Um, looking back, you know, I, I told someone at the end of going caching my last big hurrah, I'm surprised no one's mad at me <laughs> for all of the, the things I've done and run away to go do. So and you still have a job, right? Yeah, I still have a job. Okay. For, me, for me, the sign worked when I got home, the key worked in the door. She had yes. the keys on me. So yes, very I, good. <laughs> all right. All right. I was good with that one. So yeah, it was fun. 
Um, I got back from Cash Fest and then uh, visited with Jeff down at the Midwest Geobash mm-hmm. uh, down in Wauseon. And then, of course, yes, now I did the crazy, craziest thing for I drove from Michigan to Abbotsford to spend uh-huh. the week there. Then I drove down to Seattle and I picked up all of those those big challenges that are out there, like finding the trifecta, right? And um, you know, attending the the Woodstock and attending the party, and I got to meet in person lots and lots of my lackey friends. So that was that was incredible, and uh, and that was my summer. That was a special event, and you know what? I saw someone in Seattle who was like, "Look at that." There's Tim. Tim's everywhere. <laughs> so yes, you you've been noticed how everywhere you were. But I think it's by the people who were everywhere with you too. <laughs> uh, well, and that's why it's fun being here. And I had so much fun traveling. Um, I have another friend that were even the the chili yesterday. She was like, I don't want to go because there's too many people there. And I'm like, they're all your friends. You just haven't met them yet. Right? As soon as you meet them, they will be your friend forever. Oh, I love it. And, That's uh, perfect. Yeah. And um, it, it is. I now have friends in all over the world. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, I talked to you and we talked about me coming on the show and mm-hmm. visiting. And it's like, yeah. Um, I think my well, greatest experience was in 2020. I traveled with a couple of guys. Uh, actually, you just talked about them, Neil Moore and uh, and Jason Hale, Hale Hailmeister. Mm-hmm. We went to do the Fargo Moorhead Geo Tour. Yeah. And we went in late October of 2020, and we did an event that in town that night. And they got the first snow of the year the day we were there we had four inches of snow (laughs) extremely cold weather and we were late getting to the event so the guys are they're doing their thing in the car and i said i'm going to go to the event site which is just on the other side of the parking lot and i'm going to let people know that we're here um we're gonna you know we're gonna start the show in just a few minutes so i walked over and there was about um a dozen hardy North Dakotans there. And um, I was like, hi, I'm your warm-up act. I'm Ertland 1392. And, and I'm going to entertain you until the real guys get here. And several of them were like, no, no, no. We came to see you. Ah, that's wonderful. About this. And I was like, oh, really? So I was so excited because people actually wanted to talk to me. Yes, <laughs> well, yes. A whole bunch of great people in North Dakota. Um, yeah, there, there's Chad in the chat room. That, yep, yeah, saying it was fun to see you. And I got to meet Gia and uh, and the Cash Canada folks are now in it. They got here late. All these guys are getting here late. So. <laughs> but these are all our friends. Yeah, yeah, it is great. Well, you know, even Tim, I'll tell people that, you know, that first um, event of Cash Fest, it's like 730 in the morning, 745, whatever. I walk into this restaurant and you're just sitting there and you gave a wave and I came and sat with you and it just changed the trajectory of my week. And we spent so much time together, you know, having never met before. And it just was a blast, you know, it, it's an amazing hobby where we can just sit down with someone at a restaurant and have a blast of a week together. It is. And, and I really appreciate that. And you have no idea how hard that was for me to do that. <laughs> because you know, I'm thinking back to middle school when, you know, you want to ask the pretty girl out and you know she's going to say no and you're going to be scattered <laughs> forever. And so I'm sitting there going, do I talk to her? Or do I not? Do I talk to her? Or do I not? Do I talk to her? Or do I not? If you don't talk to her, you will never talk to her. So yeah. <laughs> reach out. And, and especially when I saw that you were by yourself, it was like, okay, I'm going to reach out. And yes, it was a fantastic week. Thank yeah. you for everything you did. And of course, we came across uh, the, that curious KDB, mm-hmm. and uh, the three of us just had a blast. Right. And was, another yeah. great memory was a time when I was driving, and you and Kelly were in the car, and you guys were just talking challenges. And <laughs> it was just amazing to just sit back and listen to passionate geocachers have a geocaching conversation. Uh, yeah. 
good so for the, the soul. Of the story is anybody listening, swallow your fear, mm -hmm. reach out because you really don't know how great it'll be. And, right. and I haven't met a geocacher yet that's kind of said, you know, no, go away. No, it's, I'm good. I don't need to yeah. talk geocaching, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, it was great. Yeah. So this has really been a great year. And, uh, and, and, and you told me that you had, um, with your long trip back out to the Pacific Northwest and back, you didn't do many challenges, but you worked on lots of welcome to caches yeah. for challenges. This is a challenge. Um, when we took that trip to North Dakota, we went through Nebraska that has a whole bunch of challenge caches and that was one of the things that we went for and one of the challenges was to find a hundred caches that have welcome to in the name cool and so i had probably 30 at the time i signed that challenge and they're not very prevalent here in the midwest area mm. so um as I kept working to qualify for it, as I was planning my route, uh, I use the product Cash Tour. Again, plug for them, not that they're a sponsor here, they should. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it was great to use that tool. And anytime I passed by a little town that had a welcome to, well, that was the primary target for that, mm -hmm. for that day. Good, good. So yeah, and, and a fun side, when I was in Wyoming, I specifically pulled off the expressway to grab a welcome to cash. And I was early for the morning and it was a beautiful morning. And I said, I wonder if there's any more caches here. And um, sure enough, there was one about a 10th of a mile away and I was first to find on it. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> That's a treat while traveling. I got a, I got a new date, <laughs> I got a new FTF and, uh, and a bonus for it. So yeah. it worked out really, really well. Yeah, good. Well, taking just one step backwards to our conversation, um, GSM, GSM Times 2 says it's so important when a new geocacher comes to an event that someone reaches out and welcomes them. That's my job and I love it. That is so true. We, you know, oh, that's, we want to grow our geocaching communities. We want to make folks feel welcome. It, it is kind of anxiety inducing to, to step into a place where, you know, you have no idea. Am I in the right spot? And what what are we going to do here? I see so many newbies asking. You know, what do I expect from my first event? You know, and it's up to the rest of us to um, be that friendly face. And you know, like yeah, we said, I, I it's so worth it. The first event, I was. I, I took my wife. Um, she 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 will go with me occasionally, but I'm the hardcore casher. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, but I took her along just so there was somebody that I knew when I went to the event and we were wallflowers and I watched tons of conversation going on by all of these people who clearly knew themselves and we weren't ready to, to jump into both feet. We were sitting off to the side and there was another gentleman there that was off to the side and I guess, you know, we're the wallflower group. And so we started <laughs> a chat and, and that was kind of my first event. We really didn't get drawn in. We really didn't get welcomed. So I do the same thing. When I do an event, I make it a point to go up and meet everyone that comes to my event, whether I yeah. know them or not. Right, right. Yeah, I want to know them. So And and we have Nicole in the chat. Um, uh, Nicole wrote me an email um, and said about a recent trip she took with um, – finding a bunch of challenges that she's now going to keep on working towards. And, um, you know, this show has been helpful in helping her remember to, uh, look at everything, read everything, you know, find, you know, what challenges we might be, um, working towards and we don't even know it, but yeah, as far as an event, um, she said she learned more in a few hours than a year on her own. It, it can be so helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's another one uh, that Cash Canada posted, you know, don't assume everybody's a veteran. And, right. Um, right. In fact, at the Chili, the Chili Cookoff, we had two people um, that this was their first event. And this is the 16th year that this event's been going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, Someone's always mm -hmm. finding geocaching and you don't know who's going to be the next amazing cacher in your area. Right. Right. Just need a little bit of guidance. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, so, so ahead. much fun. 
So you're you're a challenge cash area. You don't you don't have many challenge caches in your. In your no, you know, as I was looking back, I think there's only been one person who hid two. I remember that one was it was like a step up. One was about 50 something and one was about 100 something. So it's been years now. I don't even remember what the 50 and 100 were to be. I know I qualified for them and it was, you know, I had that thrill of like, oh yeah, someone hit a challenge and I qualify for them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but really since those years ago, no one has hidden challenges in this area. So um, it's something to be worked on. I'm, I'm taking there that up. Yeah. Well, I know that there's a couple of people here and I mentioned the, it's called the Manistee Michigan challenge trail. And right now there are 93 challenges on there. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing about it is they've structured it in such a way that there's a beginner set of challenges. There's an intermediate set of challenges and there's an advanced set of challenges. So there is something for everyone. And it might be like, um, for one of these, it's like, it has the available and winter attribute. Mm -hmm. So for the beginner one, you, you need 200. In, in Michigan, that's pretty easy. Uh -huh. um, for the intermediate, it's to collect 400. And the advanced is to get 800. So even the advanced, if, you're, if you've been cashing in the game for a while, is not that hard. But... Um, it's a it's a great trail and they're looking at like i said with the the 93 on it right now they're actually looking at extending that across the state they want to go from lake to lake awesome so that's cool so we have that so you have to come visit i would love to i would love to i i feel like i'm creating like this i'm uh have the beginning stages of like coming to power island and you know the other one oh um beverly and other ones up in that um area visit my college roommate in wisconsin kind of a big i don't know great lake state area trip it's there it's forming it's forming in my mind good I good would, good yes because i'm about two hours from power island and the other one in the state is geocache 612 Okay. Okay. The same, is the same area. One's July and one's August. All right. I'm sure it's on my places. list. Yeah. And so, yeah, everybody, that's the reason to come to Michigan. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, some of those months I already have, and I already have multiple of them, but there's no reason not to still pursue these awesome old caches. You know, you guys heard me talking about, it feels such, such a neat thing to be in the club, you know, when you find one of your, um, one of the old caches and have gone in the steps of all the other caches cashers before you. Yeah. Well, the year 2000 is the only year that I have not found a hundred caches in. Ooh. So from 2001 on up, I have a, at least 100 finds of caches in that. that were and each in month. That Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I'm my 2001 is still not that full. <laughs> It's full, but not that full. Yeah, I just I just got that one, and I need I need January two thousand and one. I need one more cache there to have um, a quad jasmer from January on. Cool. And again, that's another one of my goals. Is I'm one of those that can only get four in August of two thousand. Uh huh. So I want to get four, of but course. that requires me to go to uh, to Sweden. Let's. <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, awesome. That sounds like you have a lot of opportunity around you. A lot of things that um, you can work towards. It's great. Yeah. And we have, we have, a, the, you know, traveling to Illinois and Indiana and Ohio. Um, it's really fun being in the Midwest. Um, you know, you guys have that ocean that kind of prevents you from going yes. too far west. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but we can we can go around and and there are lots of people that uh, that 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 like to put out challenges in the Midwest. So very we are good. very challenge friendly friendly around here. I went to college in Indiana, and I'd love to go back and revisit areas through the eyes of geocaching. You know, there's just it's neat when we do that. We go back to a familiar place, but we have a very specific purpose that we're doing there. So I think that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's a really, it's a good, really good way to do things. So, 
Hey, but I got another question for you. Yeah. What do you think about adventures and challenges? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they neutral? (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I guess I'll start with an observation I made. And I saw in one of the Facebook groups somewhere, uh, someone made the same observation where people's numbers are getting gigantically inflated just by adventures. And there's a reason that adventures don't count for um, a certain number of statistics because, you know, um, that's a whole other, that's a whole other show. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I'm okay with them not counting towards challenges. I think I do. I love adventures. I will do every adventure out there. I don't care if it's sequential. I don't care if it has low ratings. I don't care if it's hard to get the answer. I'm still going to try. And then if it's really easy, I probably had fun doing it too, you know, but, um, but for, yeah, so I'm neutral. I'm absolutely fine that they, if they don't count towards challenges. You know, I've, I've mentioned in other shows that I'm working towards getting at least three fines per date. And on some calendars, when I use a, an adventure lab to get a find on a date, it shows up. And on other calendars for, with statistics, it does not. You know, so I've, I'm only kind of reaching that goal and I'm not bothered by it, you know, because um, I have my, my calendar filled in the best I can for where I live and being cashed out for living here for 11 years, you know. So, eh, I guess if that, if that makes me neutral, then that's what I am. Well, that's and 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 I I share many of those opinions with you as well. But there's there's a, a brand new. The best way to describe this, I think, is adventure art that yes. has been created in Connecticut. I heard about that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's along I ninety five. I think there's two of them, but the one that I found is on I ninety five, and. It is 105 locations that you sit in one of the one of the two rest areas. The rest areas on opposite sides of the expressway. Right. And Didn't the person say they aren't allowed physical geocaches there? Or maybe that's other states. So adventure labs are popping up at rest areas. So I'm not sure if that applies to Connecticut no, there, or not. No, there are. Um, I got a picture. We didn't talk about this ahead of time um about yeah i saw the picture too mm-hmm. okay let me see if i can share my screen uh bear with me a minute sure share screen don't show the tips again okay and okay if i share share you're probably getting gonna get all of my screen right now <laughs> and i'll bring this up and go this way so uh, am I broadcasting now? Yeah, it's really small, but we can see it. Okay, so this is the um, this is the adventure app on mm-hmm. my iPhone, and so you can see it kind of makes a, a ninety five. Mm-hmm. And then what I did is in Cashly, which shows me all the locations. Oh. There's your location map. Let me bring that up. So they were even really, someone took the time to really plot this out. So nothing overlapped. Yeah. And they had to get a number of people to work in. And what I I understand that the coordinator of this handed out the coordinates to the various builders so that not only was the geo art set right, but the adventure map looks like this. Mm -hmm. And you can see that there are two traditional caches on each side oh, right, of the right, uh-huh. here. So I, you know, I, I, I don't buy that traditional caches aren't there, but it's a great idea that they've taken this geo art, but um, you now get 105 um, cat smileys for sitting, for sitting in, a in your lot. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, a friend of mine is putting a challenge together and the person that is helping him write the script said, 
do you want to include adventures or not in your script? And he was like, yeah, what do I care? Include, include the adventures. So I know that it's a, it's a brewing thing mm -hmm. where people, some people really like them. Some people really don't. Some people don't care. Um, I just wanted to talk about it. it was a new kind of topic that I think is coming. Right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Even one of our submissions this month um, from Kitty Cat, she said that um, the requirements of the challenge don't specifically exclude adventure labs, but the checker doesn't include them. And so, um, you know, it's been a little bit of back and forth on that specific challenge. So, um, yeah, we've got just finding our way saying adventure labs cannot be required for a challenge. So they're kind of right. still their own being in the world of geocaching. But if you're doing a challenge like to find or accumulate 45,000 smileys, they would, they would count toward that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, um, I've run, I've run one for a numbers challenge that did not count them. And I ran another count that it did count them. So I think the script can be set a number of ways. And you're right that the challenge itself is not to find an adventure. Mm -hmm. But does the adventure help you qualify for another challenge? Yeah. Sorry, I just caught my attention from a, a comment in the chat too, as I'm trying to process, you know, this, sometimes all these different angles, you have to process the information you're hearing. And so I'm, I'm, re I'm reading what the, what the different um, thoughts in the chat are. And yeah, I got kind of lost in the, in the thoughts for a second. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's a good topic. Might have to go deeper on that one for another show. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Good. All right. Well, Tim, we could talk forever, but we do have to move on to our wheel of challenges. So let's, um, let's get prepped for that. And one for the wheel of challenges game, one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel. And so you'll have a chance to win the grand prize of a project GC one year membership. So everybody get out your email app or on your computer so that you can um, when I give the question, send in the answer. You want to email challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with the subject spin me followed by your geocaching username in brackets in the subject line. <laughs> it took me a second there. <laughs> and then include your answer to the following question. And we'll see who gets the correct answer in first to face off against the wheel. So this month's question is, what feature is being removed from geocaching.com and will be affecting some challenge caches? So email me at challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and I will be watching our email right now. So Tim, as I'm waiting for email, any other thoughts? Okay. Um, I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> we have a particular subject area. That's... I was asked by a, a, a cashier that was in Michigan from New Hampshire, and she said, are there any caches between Ann Arbor, Jackson, Kalamazoo, and Grand Rapids? And I said, you know, only maybe 100,000. Right. <laughs> narrow it down a little bit. Uh, you know, do you want gadget caches? Do you want... Uh, parking grabs, you know, what, what, what excites you? So, yeah, well, you know, here's an interesting thing and we do have a correct answer. So uh -oh, everyone okay. stay tuned, but a quick um, diversion on a thing that happened to me this morning, I have a specific um, search saved in eBay for a certain type of geo coin. And every day that a search matches, I get an email. So I went to that email today and I saw a geo coin that 
had the tracking number listed in the description and visible in the picture. And so I looked at the seller and his other items and I could tell this guy's not selling geocoins and other geo related stuff. I wonder if he doesn't know what he's done. And I looked up the coin, it wasn't activated. So I wrote him a note and I said, you know, this isn't activated. Someone could electronically steal this, which then could be a problem for you, the seller, you know? And he wrote back, he's like, wow, thank you. I edited things. I have no idea what this is, you know? And so there's a person out there who had, even with me saying this is a geocaching game piece, no idea about geocaching whatsoever, you know? So you know, most people know, but this seller did not know. He just found a geocoin and a box from an estate sale. So wow. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. But anyways, that's okay. what I say. Some so people don't know. But our winner is, whoops, wrong tab. One second. Our winner is Peachy1276. So Lori, you are going to face off against the Ooh. wheel. And the correct answer was benchmarking. Benchmarking is going away from the geocaching website. All right. So Lori, we are going to spin that wheel and then check against the challenge that it lands on. All right. Good luck to Lori. Hope she wins. Yeah. Come on, Ooh, one a, a one and a half Hello. one. Can you click that link? Derek's in the background doing stuff for us. So this looks like it says, and you know, that is really small and I'm having a hard time reading it. Um, 366 dates of the year challenge. Okay. I'm going to bet that Lori has accomplished this. Um, so Derek, are you able to put Lori's name into the challenge checker? I guess we didn't work through this detail of, uh, what Derek's doing in the background. Wow. Is there no challenge checker? Oh, very data. I can try to work on it at the same time. Okay. So Tim is going to work in the background. Um, I will skip ahead just the briefest moment and talk about something that Lori also submitted while um, Tim sees if she uh, meets that challenge. Okay, I don't have her caching name. Sorry. Oh, it's Peachy1276. 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 Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, I can't do that. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to our um, our segment where folks send in okay. challenges that they've completed. And so this one was really neat. And Lori um, qualified for the State Trooper Challenge. The challenge has been archived, but this was just too amazing not to um, talk about. And I got to be with Lori when she qualified for this one. So this challenge is to fill a fizzy grid at least one time in three different states. So that means Lori has filled this fizzy grid in two states. And then I was with her when she finished her Georgia fizzy. So that's just so amazing. So I just definitely wanted to say congrats to Lori on that, on that fun one. And then Tim, do you have Lori's Not achievement? Yet. What's the GC code for our challenge? Okay. Looks like. Oh, Derek just sent it to me. Okay, cool. Keep going. Do the next one. All right. Let me see if I'm ready for it. <laughs> you guys, I'm still working on doing things that Jeff was a pro at. So Jeff, you're probably in the chat um, or in the background <laughs> giggling over me trying to figure out some tech stuff. You, some of you know who are in Cash Fest that I learned how to use an iPad this summer. So yes, I'm still learning some things. So let's see here. The next um, challenge that we're going to feature, um, Roadie Guy sent this in. Just a second, guys. I'm clicking all the wrong buttons. Okay, while well, you're finding the right button, I'll let you know that after we do, I have an answer. Okay, well, go ahead. You give the answer because I'm still working through. <laughs> okay. The answer is that Peachy Peachy 1276 fulfills the challenge of 300 oh, right. a year. Woo! 
Congratulations, Lori. So that was a long, long wait, but thanks right. for your patience. I knew you would have qualified for that one. So we will give you that um, Project GC one-year membership. So we'll make sure we get that added to your account. All right. So then back to our um, back to our submitted challenges. We have this RLCS a golden challenge. And this cash looks like it's a part of a challenge series. So cool. So how, how there's so many challenge series out there. So to qualify for this challenge, you need to have found caches on each of the seven days of the week with at least nine different icons on each day, not including lab caches. <laughs> so, um, you don't necessarily have to find them on, um, I forget what they said. It was, they don't have to be the same caching trip. Right, right. Okay. So caches of each of the seven days of the week with at least nine different icons on each day. So seven days of nine icon, nine, seven, nine icon days, right? Uh, that would be the, yeah, probably the fastest you could qualify. Or yeah. it would be 21 days of three of each day. Well, I think it's sometimes. Oh, it? okay. There it is. Yeah, Cause you, you don't have to accomplish it all on one day. Years. Yes. So yeah. I can do a traditional on Monday this year. And then next year I can do an unknown on Monday. And then the next year I can do an earth cash on Monday and I can take seven years to do it. <laughs> you <years>. could. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> Sometimes I really have to think through the uh, qualifications of a challenge cache, but that one was, that one was pretty um, interesting to me. So uh, very good. Thanks Rody guy for submitting that. Um, Runman submitted the golden oldies cha cash challenge. Switch over to that one. That one is scroll down here. Find 100 caches any caches anywhere, anytime, whose GC number is made up of four and only four characters in the form Ooh. of GC and then the next four characters. And so it's interesting because um, the cache page has it down here a little farther. Um, so note GC 10000, a new beginning, is the first five code GC code geocache, which was released on December 26, 2006. Therefore, to fill this, fulfill this challenge, your 100 finds must precede that date. So I thought that was a really neat angle. I had never heard of such a challenge. And uh, yeah, I like that That's one. It's an oldie challenge. So you have to find them before December of 2006. Right. I was um, surprised when I ran this on myself. I had found like 900 and some, and I really didn't expect the number to be that high. So... It's interesting. I love hearing your guys' submissions because that um, gives, <laughs> gives me just something else to think about that I never did before. All right. The next one I want to feature is submitted by Just Finding Our Way. And this one's pretty cool for him because it was a first to find. Um, and this is the filled out challenge fizzy. It's a part of a new set of challenge caches that he said dropped in Arizona. And to qualify for this cache, you need to fill out the DT Fizzy Grid using only caches with the challenge cache attribute. So very fitting for, um, Ooh, for us yeah. here in this, in this audience. So I really liked that. I have 64 in my Fizzy Grid. I need, uh, I need a few more. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm... I know I need, I, you know, I think I have only less than a hundred cash challenge caches found. I know I am nowhere near, probably not even near halfway with that one. So I liked that one. All right. Another one I wanted to feature. Um, this one is American Fibonacci, a traveler's challenge. And this, um, it says it's for all of you travelers who have cashed around the United States. I'm always a sucker for anyone like that because I love to travel around the States. And so it says, um, find geocaches in at least nine states, and they must be states other than Ohio where this one's published, or the state of your home location if you're a geocacher from another state. 
And then where the Fibonacci sequence comes in, the states must have a minimum number of caches in them as described below. So following that number sequence, you have to have found that many caches in nine different states at that interval. Hmm. Yeah. So I like that. I've done Fibonacci challenges before, but just a twist on this based on travel. And I always like that. All right. And then I wanted to show one more. This one was uh, submitted by Kitty Catch. This is the one where she said um, uh, the adventure labs kind of play a part, a, a do they, don't they part. So this is another challenge in a series, um, a let us challenge you or Lucy series. And this one is to find four cache types with at least 400 of that type. And um, at first I thought, oh, that sounds simple. And then I just realized, wait, no, I'm, I'm not anywhere near that. You know, I have a ton of traditionals and a ton of adventures, but not, I'm not near 400 on any other cash. Well, no, I'm sorry, unknown, of course. Unknown encapsulates so many, it encapsulates challenges and it encapsulates puzzles and all that. So I have um, those, I have traditionals and I have mysteries, but or unknowns, but not others. And Kitty said that her trip um, to North America allowed her to find a ton of Earth caches, and that helped her to qualify for this challenge. Yeah, I am four short of 400 Earth caches. Ooh. And I have traditional, mystery, multi, and virtual at 400. So Very I good. Very good. I am. So some of the badges on some of the different sites um, give you the next stage up of 250 at 250 earth caches. I feel like I've been climbing that ladder for a long time, <laughs> a very long time. So as much as I think I find all the caches out there, yeah, there's still so many caches to find. Yeah. I DNF'd a, uh, a challenge cache in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that was to find 500 earth caches. So I know the cache has been replaced. And so I'm waiting to sign it until I go over to that side of the state again. But now I'm collecting earth caches to get to the 500 so I can sign right. it and smiley at the same time. Cool. And then Tim, you said you found this one this past month, this uh, 25 caches, two types, five states. Yeah, this was a fun one. Um, again, a little bit different, but so you're, you're finding you know, 25 caches in each state, but you, you have to have the two types. And I knew that I easily qualified the, for this, but the two types have to be the same. So it's, I didn't have the two of the same type for all five states until uh -huh. I went out west. All right, so all right. Now I have mysteries and traditionals in five states. So. Yeah, and I checked this one out for myself. I only I only qualify in four states. And it is interesting when you start to look at um, having the, the two of each type because I have a big numbers of different types in various states. And so, you know, I, I think sometimes also for challenges, it's, it makes it's interesting to look back. A challenge can really tell a story of what, of what your travels have looked like and, mm -hmm. you know, where, where you focused on geocaching, where you've had chances to maybe go to a big event and do a, a large concentration of caches and, and what was prevalent in those areas. So yeah, that was an interesting one, Tim. So thanks, thanks for sharing that one. All right. And so... Um, uh, like I said, um, please send us in your challenge cash finds from the past month. So in December, send us anything in from this show forward so that we can, uh, feature some of them and give our community some ideas to, um, maybe hide a new challenge cash. And, um, to do so, please send that by email to challenge talk podcast at gmail.com, um, with your geocaching name and a GC code. We have a new prize for um, folks who win our monthly challenge, even though we cannot um, 
feature everyone that you guys send in. We definitely put all of you in the drawing. And so um, since we ran out of Challenge Talk coins, in the vein of our uh, path tags that we started with um, Cash Fest this summer, we have a new path tag that um, is people are, can win. Um, so we're going to be giving away this path tag for our monthly challenge finders um, who submit them to the podcast. And our first winner is Kitty Catch. So congratulations. Um, the path tags are in production, but as soon as we get them, we'll be sending them out to you and uh, two other folks who have won previous months that we need to, we promise we have not forgotten about you. We'll get your prize out. And all right. The other yeah. You talked about are in the show notes, right? That's right. All we list all of these in the show notes. So you guys can go back, um, look up those caches by GC number and uh, really digest some of that information. Because, yeah, like I said, sometimes I really have to think of like, wait, what's this challenge? What are they putting yeah. forth for me to do? It's one to wrap your brain around. Yep. Very good. All right. So just a few reminders. Our next show is um, Sunday, December 11th. It's being pushed back a week due to Podcast of Hope on, uh, let's see here, that's December 3rd, right? So December 3rd, and then no shows on the 4th, and then Challenge Talk Podcast will be on December 11th. And also the show notes that we reference will be posted shortly um, after this show in our video description. So Tim, do you have any last thoughts about Challenge Caches? No, I guess I'm going to I'm going to lay the challenge out though for Podcast of Hope and all the geocachers that are watching and listening to get the cash for kids going. Go to your next event mm -hmm. and bring a big purse of coins, collect them all and put them into the cash for kids cuz it just makes sense. It does. It just makes sense. I love that logo. I mean, can it can it be any better, you know? Um coins for kids. Coins are in every um, you know, cash that we find almost. I know well, I should I say that and you know, you can see my jar back here. There's hardly any coins in it. But collectively, all of our coins add up together. It just makes sense. And it goes towards a great cause. So yeah, can't wait to see you all um, for Podcast of Hope and tune in on Tuesday to hear that show lineup. It will be really fun. And remember, it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. Tim, I know you say challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> thanks for being yeah, on, thanks Tim. Thanks for having me. And uh, good night, everybody. Good night.